morning. It's a show about one thing, watching Seinfeld for the first time. This is a very exciting episode. We're going to be talking about the movie. The movie itself was very exciting, the episode, but it's also a very excited episode because Ted has been born. Yes. This day. It is. Let us rejoice. It is the first episode of Seinfeld to be born what? (laughs) (laughs) This episode was born. Yeah, this episode was born after I was born. It's the first episode to air while I was alive. Right. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get into it a, a little bit more whenever we do the, the whole top of the show spiel. But also, on top of that, it's our big one-year anniversary yeah, party. I guess so. I, yeah, because, I mean, it, it's technically episode 53. Okay. Uh, last week was... Was a full year was, done. Was a full year. Yeah. Now we're celebrating, like, one year. If yeah. you're listening to this on Sunday, the day that it comes out, uh, I believe it was this past Thursday, July 5th. Or no, when is the 5th? This past Friday was uh, our one-year anniversary wow. because it was July 5th, 89 was the uh, premiere. The, the, first the, the very first of the episode of Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah. The Seinfeld Chronicles. July the Seinfeld 5th, Chronicles. 1989. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so... So I guess before we get to all that, we'll get we'll start with homework. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so we just right before we started, I was like, Ted, come in here and, and watch this. And I was like, well, actually, all you need to do is listen to this. So we were incredulous that, well, we knew it wasn't Larry David who poked his head into Elaine's no. office in the last episode and called her Nip and said, hey, can I take that manuscript home, Nip? And, <laughs> and I was like, this is so stupid. And I wanted to go back and change the Wikipedia article. But when I did go back to Wikipedia. Did you go back to change it? Well, I, I was going to because I was like, I'm, I'm going to go put citation needed at least. But there was a citation and it's to IMDb. And IMDb has Larry David listed as an uncredited voice. Okay. And I was like, all right, let me go back and watch. And I just, Ted and I watched it together just before we came in here. And sure enough, it's Larry it, David's normally unmistakable voice. It's insane, voice. yeah. Normally unmistakable. But it's attached to someone else's face. That's what threw me off. And I just didn't why? notice it. It was so badly dubbed. It was yeah. so awful. I have no idea why they needed to loop that uh, <laughs> post-production. But it also, yeah, why did they Why did they record his dialogue? Why did they record his audio but film somebody else's face? Yeah. Why it's not so, just it, it, why they had a guy say why? the line? Why re-record it? Yeah, That's, I mean they had a guy there. Maybe yeah, maybe you're right. Like maybe you're onto something. Maybe the guy that was on camera uh, recorded it first, yeah. and he was just. Well, I'm like, sure they got his sound. He didn't come yeah. out and go. That was me like mouthing. <laughs> Can I have that manuscript nip so I could do it loud enough? He didn't just mouth the line, and Larry David said it somewhere off screen. But, he said the line, and later on did. they re-recorded it. Maybe he was just like too quiet, <laughs> yeah. and, and they didn't realize it while uh, it could have been like while they were filming or yeah, something. Yeah, I, I would. That, that so would many suck. questions. Yeah. Imagine that guy like told his mom he was going to be on Seinfeld. <laughs> He's like, yeah, no, no, I'm not just an extra. I've got a line. Yeah. All right. Well, let's all get the family together and watch oh, this Thursday. No. And then it's like, oh, hey, late. I need uh, that manuscript or whatever. I can't do Larry David's voice. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't too far off. <laughs> really? That's awesome. <laughs> I, I forgot. I got to do. I have to do Larry David <laughs> doing Bernie Sanders in order to do Larry David because they're both <laughs> basically the same thing. They're all the same thing. You have to do Larry <laughs> David's impression of Bernie Sanders in order to do a Larry David impression. Yes, that's, that's where I want to land. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Uh, so, yeah, but it definitely is Larry David's uncredited voice. <laughs> why? We don't know why. Uh, I looked up Double Crunch as well because Kramer asked for it oh, twice okay. in the last episode. It's, as far as I can tell, a fictional serial, but could be based oh. on... Kellogg's Double Dip Crunch, which was introduced in 1992. Double Dip Crunch. Double uh, dip it looked crunch. like checks. You know checks. Wait, yeah. It didn't look like checks. It looked like crap. What's that other? Because checks is a square, right? Yeah. What what shape are you thinking? Um, 
Octagon Crispix? or Crispix? Crispix, thank yeah, you. Baby. Yes, yeah, yeah. It looks like Crispix. Okay, <laughs> I is know my still, cereals. Is that still around? Yes, it oh, is. Thank you. I love Crispix. But one <laughs> side was dipped in honey, and one side was dipped in nuts. Was the you know the, the tagline? Dipped in honey, dipped in nuts. The nutty honey sweetened <laughs> cereal, uh, a honey nut taste kids love. This was all from their advertising campaign back in '92. Dipped in honey, dipped it. Dipped nuts. in honey, dipped in nuts. Um, <laughs> New Kellogg's Double Dip Crunch is two tasty flavors. I can't read these notes because they were written on... Anyway, it printed out in a really <laughs> wacky, stupid way. But two delicious dips, one great taste, part of a complete breakfast. So maybe Kramer was just cutting out the middleman and calling Double Dip Crunch Double Crunch. Maybe. You know? Oh. It, it was a hot cereal. It must have been in 92. I don't remember having it. And I love my cereal, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I, um... They... they don't still make double dip crunch. No, I doubt. no, it's gone. I wonder it's how. Gone. I wonder how much a box of it is on eBay. Oh my gosh! Get ready for our two year anniversary. Ooh, we'll start saving baby. now. <laughs> two year anniversary. We're gonna have bowls of double, double dip, dip crunch. crunch. We're gonna That's have right. to. We're gonna have to start the Patreon <laughs> yeah. just to just to raise the money. It can't be that expensive because it's got to be inedible at this point. You oh, know? probably even a sealed box. And do, plus, do you want me to look it up? Right yeah, now? why not? Why not? Because I mean, this, this isn't that important. But we wanted to know about that song <laughs> George was singing. Okay, uh, and it's called the most beautiful girl and it was recorded by charlie rich in 1973 so a little we got to give george and jerry a little more credit the song is not as old as we thought it was uh the most beautiful girl was also recorded by slim whitman in the 70s andy williams released a version uh one of the girls from abba did a version the country music boy band south 65 recorded an updated version of the song titled the most beautiful girl 2001 version on their 2001 album, Dream Large. Um, and Charlie Rich's version went to number one. But I just love the fact that there was a country music boy band called South 65 that did a, a new version of this. Uh, you finding any Double Dip Crunch over there? I'm finding the box. I'm oh, not just the box? Just the box. Mm. Who wants just the box? I mean, I mean it's a, a cool-looking box, but there's no like sealed cereal. Ah. Uh, well, we'll keep our eyes open. If anybody's got a line <laughs> on some Double Dip Crunch... But I know, like, I, I know that we can find it if we look hard enough because yeah. uh, Grace and I watch Rhett and Link all the time. And they and track down weird th- stuff. They're constantly <laughs> doing, like, taste tests of, like, discontinued products. Yeah. And, like, they've got to have a line on some Double Dip Crunch. Yeah. Maybe I can reach out to one of their producers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sure that's easy to do, right? Yeah, find me some Double Dip Crunch. <laughs> um, and we wanted to know where, if you prick us, do we not bleed? Well, Jerry's line is, if, if we pick, do we not bleed? Am I not human? Something like that. But we knew the line, if you prick us, do we not bleed, was from Shakespeare. It's from The Merchant of Venice. So I got this information from a, a site I hadn't been to in since uh, probably the early 2000s, Sparknotes. Oh, Did you use Sparknotes in college? I used, Spark, <laughs> I used Sparknotes in high school. I didn't really use oh, it in wow, college. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Well, they weren't around until I was in college. But yeah, I met true. the guy. I met some guys who worked for Sparknotes. They were what? in a great band called Bishop Allen okay. that I really liked. And they're like, oh, yeah, our day job is working for Sparknotes. That's, like, aw- oh, that's kind of awesome, awesome, actually. That is cool. Yeah, I don't Spark think they do that. Sparknotes got me through my 12th grade AP English yeah. class. No joke, because seriously, I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before, <laughs> but we were reading Lord of the Flies, uh-huh. and my teacher stole my book. Really? It, yes. Why? I, I left it behind one day in class, and she took it expecting me to like go back and ask for it. Yeah. Months yeah, went yeah. by, never had my book, but I read all of the chapter <laughs> summaries on Sparknotes, still like got at least an 80% on all the tests. Nice. Yeah. And she's like, how'd you do that? Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I never had my book. And then she handed it to me whenever we're done reading. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? (laughs) 
What a dumb lesson to teach. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I hated her. <laughs> hated her. I don't think I had one good English teacher in all four years of high school. I'm trying to think of one. I, I can't think of any. Um, so sorry if uh, you're, you're my English teacher who was like really proud of me. Oh, I, no. Yeah, I was like listening. He's like, oh, he's got a podcast now. Let me check out this episode. And this is the yeah, episode. This is the, this is the one episode that they listen to. Oh, um, no. But anyway, the speech is, uh, you know, it's all about how this guy, the Shylock, says the line um, and how, you know, he's Jewish and, and other people are Christians and he's been wronged by the Christians. And he's like, you know, uh, if we're, you know, if Christians get wronged, they want revenge. I'm a Jew. If I get wronged, I want revenge. Uh, if you tickle us, do we not laugh? If you poison us, do we not die? If you wrong us, shall we not revenge? And I skipped the line that he actually says. Well, you know, if you prick us, do we not bleed? Uh, that's what it comes down to. So there we go. And I am not an animal, as we mentioned. Uh, this confirms it uh, was from. The movie The Elephant Man, directed by David Lynch from 1980, spoken by John Merrick. And, but get this, I didn't intentionally expose myself, but now I wish I had, for it is not me, but you who have been exposed, for I've seen the nipple on your soul. It sounded like something we'd heard before, but I can't find that it's a reference to anything. Really? Yeah, I could have sworn, like, but I have seen the darkness on your soul, or something like that. Like, she just replaced the word nipple, but no, I uh, I can't find it anywhere. So if anyone has... A line on that. Interesting. Yeah, if that's actually a reference to something, it's lost. Maybe, on maybe me. they just tried to and write their Googling. own Shakespearean quote. Yeah, I, it it worked. It seemed like it was something. Totally worked. Totally worked. Yeah, huh. and I think that's it. Yeah, huh. that's all. That's that, all the homework. That, that's all the homework. Yeah. Uh, did we have any other news uh, for top of show before we get into anything? I don't think so. Okay. No. Oh well, I, I take that back. Uh oh. Have you heard of the Seinfeld experience? The Seinfeld experience? Yeah, I should have no. printed something out that's going to be a little more. <laughs> hey, if you Google Seindeld, guess what? It says, <laughs> did you mean Seinfeld? <laughs> I, feel, um, I feel like that's a good summary for our entire show. <laughs> what, if you Google Seindeld? <laughs> it comes back with Seinfeld. The Seinfeld experience is going to be like, a, uh, I think maybe not a traveling exhibit, but a temporary exhibit okay. in New York what? Uh, this fall. The Seinfeld experience will allow fans to immerse themselves in the world of Seinfeld through an exploration of classic show moments and beloved characters. The ticketed experience will feature interactive exhibits designed to bring Seindeld to life. Uh, that include <laughs> iconic costumes, memorabilia, set recreations, and what? props from the show, as well as never-before-seen content. In addition, the space will feature a retail store that offers limited edition and exclusive merchandise specific to the show and the Seinfeld experience. Oh Jerry himself God. said, because I am Seinfeld... For a long time, I was the only person who actually had the Seinfeld experience. Now, these crazy superfly people, that's who's doing it, are going to make it so lots of people can interact with our silly 90s TV show. All I can say is, in the general context of the world we live in, this now seems completely normal. Uh, and the news comes just in time for Seinfeld's 30th anniversary, which I guess was this past, if you're listening Sunday, this past Friday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 30th anniversary. Uh, so there we go. The Seinfeld experience, complete with a gift shop that might have coffee table books oh wait i don't want to spoil any of this it's going to be in gramercy park and tickets through february 2020 will be available to purchase soon so ted oh my god that's you awesome. and i have we to gotta go. go we gotta, we gotta go, go. Field trip yeah man we'll have a whole podcast meetup you know maybe by 2020 we'll have like a fan base that will actually meet <laughs> us at the seinfeld but experience by february 2020 yeah yeah i mean uh, well what it starts in the fall right so yeah we got yeah. all summer to build something right exactly <laughs> so who, who's in on this field trip we'll meet in Gramercy Park and get the Seinfeld experience. We'll all get like matching t-shirts yeah. as though we're a family visiting Disney World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it'll say no hugging, no learning exactly. on it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
Man, it's going to be great. We got so wrapped up in our own birthday that I forgot that it was the 30th, the 30th anniversary, anniversary of the, the pilot. Yeah, we started on the not round at all 29th anniversary. Yeah, we started anniversary. on the 29th anniversary. Whatever. <laughs> we didn't want to wait around a year. Um, okay. We had an idea. We didn't want to wait. <laughs> My water's getting cold, so we yeah. have to get to your birthday celebration quickly. Okay. Do we, wa- we want to do the birthday celebration now? Yes. Okay. We, we got... Some postum. Yeah. We finally got yeah. some postum. I don't even remember when this episode was at this point. Oh, I should have looked that up. I was like, so this time, my Is big water fat finger. Warm? Yeah. Okay. My big, my big fat <laughs> finger Googled Seinfeld with a G in the middle. Seinfeld. <laughs> Seinfeld. Um, God, I love Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Uh, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> This is the same Pez dispenser. It's the Pez dispenser again. What? Really? Wow. It's like they brought everything. Well, it's like... Wait, no, what? no. Who's the librarian? Uh, no, this is... Uh, he In the Pez dispenser, George wonders why Postum is not a, a more popular drink. Because he has to have... He doesn't want to break up with the woman. Oh, uh, and okay. He, yeah. And he asks why Postum isn't a more, more popular drink. All right. Well, here. While you're looking that up, give me the oh, spoon. I'm done. There's give, a spoon. Give, okay. give, give me the spoon. So it says a couple teaspoons. But couple teaspoons. Yeah. What, say, yeah. what is a couple teaspoons well, in relation to this? Well, oh, that's a that's two that's two teaspoons right there. That, I think. You yeah, think that's yeah, good? Yeah. That's a heaping teaspoon. Uh, a heaping so that's, teaspoon. Yeah. So that's two. But you can also flavor. You know, if, if that's not enough postum for you, you can exactly. flavor it up later. Now I got. I didn't get mocha. I didn't want coffee flavored. I wanted original postum flavored. And listen to how. Listen to how appetizing oh, they make this God, sound. God, this looks. It is. Ooh, it's chunky. The flavor is roasted wheat bran and molasses. Yo, <laughs> naturally caffeine free, oh. smooth roasted wholesome since 1895. Here, uh, while while you're reading that, you want to grab a photo of like me mixing oh, yeah, it up? Good idea. It looks like coffee. I'll be honest. Oh. It just kind of looks like coffee. We'll we'll include these in the description, and we'll also put them on Twitter whenever this episode comes out. I'm gonna get your but the, raw. but but that's like. Oh, here, here, look, get, get, like, ugh, the, the chunks of me mixing mine up. <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> okay, I got a good one there. Ew. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if it's gross. It just looks like coffee. Well, like, yeah, but you're also not expecting. Oh, it smells like shit. Does it really? <laughs> it looks fine, but it smells absolutely atrocious. Does it really? Hey, I want to oh, scare mine no. up a little bit more. There, mine still has postum chunks all over the place. Go for it. Oh, no. I want to get a good stir in there. Oh, my God. It's one of the worst smells I've ever... Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Oh, my God. I mean... We waited so long for this. I knew it wasn't going to be good. Are you kidding me? But, I mean, how do people even put this up to their nose and go, can't wait to take a nice... You know what, George? Let me answer your... drink of Postum. Let me answer your question, George. I know why Postum is not a more popular drink. Because it smells like <laughs> asshole. Yes. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Wow. Oh, God. I'm right. not looking forward to this anymore. You ready for it? Yeah. Here we okay. go. Where do I put the spoon? Right, uh, I'll, just, I'll just hold yeah, it over there. If you just, like, put it. Put it here? Right. Yeah. Put we'll, her there. We'll clean right. it up. To one year, Ted. To, to one Cheers. year, baby. Okay. It's not bad tasting. It's not bad tasting. It just smells awful. Yeah, yeah. It's it, not. It tastes like hot water. You, well, yeah, maybe it, it tastes like warm water. I don't mind if you want to add more postum. I want to add a little bit more. Maybe we didn't add enough uh, maybe not. postum. You know, either that or maybe the flavor is just Ma- so maybe the, subtle. Maybe the roasted wheat bran and molasses. Yeah, is it's subtle. Just, I'm it's just, just gonna subtle. Oh, you know? look at it all stuck. To oh the spoon no, I'm gross. just gonna like. Oh, oh god, this is, I'm playing with fire right here. 
I'm just dumping the He's, post I'm into yeah. my mug. All right. Ew. I know, I know. It doesn't look good when it's wet. Yeah. <laughs> we can say that. Eat your postum chunks, you <laughs> nerd. Yeah, eat your postum chunks. Chunks. <laughs> it's what's for it's what's for coffee. <laughs> I mean it tastes a lot better than it smells, I'll say that. I don't know if I'm gonna make a habit out of postum. Oh god, no. But this, I, this is gonna sit in your cabinet for the next ten years, yep, isn't it? Yep. Honestly, I don't hate it. I mean, I kind of like it. I would even, you know, it says you can oh. It says you can add milk and sugar to taste. I think with a little bit of sugar, it would be fine. But I don't want to drink any more I, of it. No. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't want to finish I mean, I, I I'm going to half finish mine. You think? But oh, I don't want to drink any more right. like later. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. not going to go I I I'm I'm not up to finishing it. <laughs> it's so bad. And I don't understand how it gives you energy either because all it has is wheat Wheat bran, molasses, and wheat starch. I don't None know. None of those things well, it are says, energy. It says naturally caffeine-free. Yeah, it's naturally caffeine-free, but it's meant to be an alternative to coffee. To me, what you drink coffee for is, is the energy caffeine. one, taste, distant second. Um, yeah. And yeah. so an alternative to coffee, to me, should first have some sort of alternative energy. And I don't think wheat or molasses is that. <laughs> I don't think either one of those things give you energy. Am I wrong? Or is wheat like so. somehow a carb of some sort, you know? Like, because bread, wheat, I'm just trying to think of, you know, is it that kind of thing? I have no idea. Yeah. Actually. We're, we're both out of our depth in organic chemistry here, but I don't, uh, I don't get it. I don't get the appeal, but let me have another sip. <laughs> ah, postum. Ew. It always goes down smooth. We should actually probably get to some, some real content. Yeah, before so. long. <laughs> Let us know what you think of Postum, or if you want me to mail you a little baggie of our Postum here. Well, we'll send you the, the little uh, drug baggie yeah. of Postum Yeah, in the we'll mail. send baggies of Postum through the mail if you want. <laughs> sure, sure, that'll go over great with, uh, with the U.S. Postal Service. <laughs> Uh, all right. right, I think that's I think that's all for the preamble. Now it's time for the the real preamble. Did you want to get into things? Yeah. If you've never listened to us before, we are not a research heavy show. I'm watching these episode, episodes for the first time ever. Tim is watching these episodes for the first time in chronological order after being a fan for years. Uh, if we skip over something, if we egregiously miss something, please send us an email, send us a tweet, no hugging, no learning show at gmail.com or at no hugging on Twitter. If you like what you hear, please uh, be so gracious as to give us a five star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts, and we will send you a no hugging, no learning sticker and a baggie of postum. And a baggie of postum, maybe, <laughs> if you want it. If we there's any left. We actually have three reviews that I missed. Like oh. the, the review service I signed up for a long time ago yeah. that's been sending me periodic emails says, no new reviews, no new reviews. Jeez. Actually missed a bunch of oh new reviews. Gosh. Like dating back to December. Jeez. Yeah. You want me to read them now, or do you want me to save them for the end of the show? Let's do them in Newman's Newman's mail sack. Newman's mail sack? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because, uh, I, I mean, we're, I'm excited. All, we're already at like 30 minutes yeah, right now. <laughs> Well, I don't think this is going to be a very long episode because it's one of those action-packed episodes where... You think? It's like very much you think like we, the... You think we can still keep this under an hour, oh, 10? Oh, well, yeah. We'll try. <laughs> we'll certainly try, yeah. Okay. So we've uh, this week we've got Season 4, Episode 13, The Movie, original air date, January 6th, 1993. I was 17 days old. Whoa. If you're looking in TV Guide that night, you're going to see Jerry tries to coordinate two comedy appearances and a movie with friends, guest Tom LaGrua. Now... Where you said seventeen days old, so did we take a week off uh, in the 
in Se- like in Seinfeld universe back in ninety. When when did the last one air? It was before I was born. Twelve. So, so, so they took off for Christmas. Yeah, Twelve yeah. sixteen. Wow. Okay, this yeah, was mi- a Christmas break. Mi- All right, mid season break. Yeah, yeah, we're back. We're back. Well, we didn't call it the mid season break back then. We just called it reruns. Yeah, mid season break. I feel like not to get off. Is that on a new yet thing? Cha- I feel like in the last couple of years, and I say it's really taken off. Yeah, yeah. I I, I kind of blame. I'm going to say the Walking Dead is the one that kind of like it's the mid season finale. Now it's the mid season premiere. I think that's the yeah. one because that's been on for a long time. So when I say last couple of years, they're already like in twenty season. like twenty eleven, twenty ten, yeah, yeah. So really last couple off. of years yeah. is nearly a decade. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I, I kind of that's where they are the ones that really started splitting it up and making it a thing. Like it's the mid season finale. Like that's not cool. We no. want to watch all the, the whole season. Yeah, like, it's not, like, we don't want a mid season finale. In an finale. age where people are binging an entire yeah. season in a weekend, you can't give us six episodes in six episodes no. or whatever the crap it is. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, all right. Uh, by the way, I was 11 years old, six months, and six days old. Ooh, all right. Yeah, I, I think I might start doing that periodically when I remember. So periodically, periodically, I <laughs> normally forget, but I normally do it on these big uh, milestone episodes that have something to do with you. You know, you were you were um, uh, you know uh, nine months before stuff like that. Yeah. So all right, uh, we start with a stand up bit as usual, and this is about how no one between the ages of 15 and 80 works at a movie theater. I guess that's pretty true, except I normally don't see even any older people there no, now. I only see teenagers only, working Yeah, there. yeah, which is pretty amazing. It's like, which one's in, who's in charge here? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Someone's a manager <laughs> it, it, of this. It's a Lord of the Flies situation. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Bringing it full circle. Going back Miss to that. Billet. Uh, so it was, I mean, this was pretty funny, but I, I didn't like the part where it was like, it's, you know, you're, you're, you grow up, you become a teenager, then you leave, you have a job, you get a wife and family, and you yeah. wind up right back at the movie theater <laughs> when you're 80. I don't know. I mean, I guess it was okay, but... Um, I, I didn't. I guess I didn't really get what he was saying. Like everybody ends up working in a movie theater. I, I think the metaphor was loftier than he was able to attain. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the execution wasn't <laughs> great. Yeah. But you know, like, whatever he said, like seventy-five years, you move fifteen feet. I don't know. It was okay. Uh, <laughs> so we open at the Improv, and Jerry's show has been delayed, and he's not going to make his nine fifty spot across town. The time. Already to me is, is very fuzzy in this episode. What time it actually is? Because yeah. we're dealing with a lot of hard ins and outs. Ten forty five, nine fifty, and I don't feel like we ever really hit those. You know what I mean? Like yeah. time seems to go fast or slow. Actually, really slow. I guess is what it comes down to. It, it does, and I mean, will there? There's an egregious error, I guess, that happens in like the next scene. Oh. But we'll, we'll get to okay. it. Okay. But yeah. Well, um, so he's got to work. He wants to get on. He wa- he's he got two spots, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in the span of a couple of minutes, uh, or an hour anyway, because he's doing Letterman on Monday and he wants to work at his material. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he sees a guy he calls Buckles uh, from across the bar. Yeah. And um, he's getting the Jerry asks if he's going on. He's like, no, he just hangs around in case someone doesn't show up and he can jump in and take their spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the guy at the improv, the booker, offers Jerry the 11 p.m. spot. And Jerry's like, well, I was going to meet my friends in the movie. We were going to go see Checkmate at 1030, the latest in the long line of hilarious film n- names that Seinfeld makes up. Yeah. You know? it, it, this, that's not a real movie. <laughs> no, okay. not a real movie. Is Rochelle Rochelle a real it movie? It is not a real movie. Okay. No, no. Uh, there are lots. Of, it's tough to tell what's real and what's a fake movie <laughs> in this in this specific episode because there's lots of posters and stuff. And I'm yeah. like, is that real? I don't remember that one. Good job on the art department, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, so at the Paragon Theater, they're there to see Checkmate. So uh, you see the poster for Checkmate, yeah. and the tagline is, 
the next move could be his last. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad, but just so that's why it's like could be real. It very well oh, could be oh, real. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, George gets in line. He asks the person in front of him if he has a ticket already. The guy yeah. says no. So George is like, okay, I'm in the right line. And did you see the other poster? I don't know if this is a real movie or not. Year of the Comet. Every time I saw a movie no. poster, I wrote down no, the I name. I didn't see, see right, Year, of, Year the of the Comet. We'll see if that one's real next time. Uh, so Jerry, meanwhile, is a Catch a, Ri- Catch a Rising Star, which is another you know uh, it's a big club, legendary yeah. New York club. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he's there. <laughs> I love how they're showing off these real clubs and these fake movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Jerry was supposed to go on at nine fifteen, not nine nine fifty. I, I yeah. do hate that. I always try to make sure to say sixty, not sixteen. You know, when when I'm doing that to people, but the guy is uh, the, the guy is not taking any blame for it. The guy who told him nine fifteen yeah. or nine fifty, not taking any blame. So Jerry lost his spot there, and then Buckles comes out, and I guess he got Jerry's spot, which is what I was talking about. Yeah. Like if Jerry left at the same time yeah. to go to catch a That's rising true. star to do a set, and Buckles is at the <laughs> improv. How does Jerry get there? And, and Buckles, Buckles has already is, done is not only already there, but Buckles has been there. Yeah. And did Jerry set 45 minutes ago? <laughs> 45 minutes ago. I don't know. I didn't even, that didn't even stick out to me. Unless, does, did Buckles 100% say that he took Jerry's spot? Or is that just what we're led to assume? It's what we're led to assume. Okay. Because but... maybe Buckles had a 945 spot at Catch a Rising Star. For five, he had a five minute spot? I think that's normal. Okay. Yeah. But, Type but five? Like, but like they left at or the same. Or nine forty or something. They left yeah. at the same time. Well, Jerry, you figured they didn't one even at- leave at the same time. Jerry left before because Buckles was still at the bar. Right. Yeah, that's true because he <laughs> he says something to him. Yeah. Um, so or maybe he doesn't say. Anyway, he just passes him by. But yeah, I don't. Um, maybe Jerry just wanted to get there early for his spot, and Buckles seems like the kind of guy that would show up like. Right on time. You think? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess the guy at the front doesn't say what time it is. Yeah, Jerry just says, true. yeah, I have a spot at 9.50. So it's not like Jerry would show up at, at 9.50. Yeah, jump on he, stage. He'd probably yeah. show up at like maybe 9.30 or yeah, something. Yeah, maybe even 9.40 or 9.45 or something like that. I'd expect. I don't know. I have, I have no yeah. idea. I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect Jerry to be the kind of guy to show up five minutes until he goes on stage. Right. You're probably right. Yeah, yeah. But so you show up early in case they're running early. Yeah, we're, we're trying to make sense out of something that just doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, we're, we're trying to find logic in it. It's not the last time that the timelines will seem a little too, <laughs> just a little off. Like, how is everybody still able? How is Jerry able to still make it across town? He gets stuck in traffic. Traffic, no matter what time it is in New York City, can take you, you know, oh, yeah. an extra 10, 15 minutes. So that's a lot in, in an episode that's de- that's uh, you know has to do with the timeline that we're dealing with here so um, all right and Jerry now has to go to the theater to tell his friends he can't make it to the theater mm-hmm. which is something that cell phones could have helped with in this instance it's been a while since we've had yeah. one of those but he literally <laughs> has to go to the theater to tell his friends I can't make it to the movie. Yeah. Like, he's got to go. It's just, <laughs> Sorry, guys. I can't make it to the theater yeah. tonight. <laughs> can't make it to the While theater. While he's at the <laughs> yeah. theater. Sorry, you're going to have to go without. And then he's got to get back in the cabin and go back to the place he was. You know, I mean, it's Jesus. like, yeah, if, if only we'd had cell phones. We could have at least saved a little bit of this precious time we've been talking about. So at the Paragon, <laughs> back at the Paragon where George is in line, he, uh, Elaine shows up and. She's excited to see Checkmate. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, George is like, if it's half as good as Ponce de Leon, I'll be happy. Yeah, yeah. And Elaine hated Ponce de Leon, which is the movie we talked about already. You know, I, I don't yeah. remember what, 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 but anyway, it was the movie that someone was supposed to see with someone and then they had to go see. 
Pro, no, it was Prognosis Negative and Ponce. Anyway, those two movies were in that same episode, I think. And That's so, right, yeah. yeah um, and so Elaine hated it. and But then they find out that they're not in the ticket buying line they're in the ticket holders, ticket holders line. line and he's like you told me you, you these it says the guy in front to confirm to elaine like no this is the ticket buyers line look hey did you have a ticket uh, and he's like yes i do he's like you uh, you, you told know me he before- said is this a ticket holders line yeah it's a ticket holders line yeah yeah like you told me before that you didn't have a ticket i didn't my friend was getting it for me <laughs> <laughs> you knew what i was asking um and so kramer meanwhile has shown up as well and he wants a Papaya King hot dog. He wants a Papaya King hot dog <laughs> yeah. real bad. Yeah. And Elaine's like, just wait in the line and we're going to go in. You can get a movie theater hot dog, which I still don't understand why hot dogs became a movie theater yeah, treat. Why? I, it's like, it's, I understand popcorn. I understand even nachos if you want to go that far. Not, but nachos dogs, are loud. Yeah. But uh, nothing is louder than Bunch of Crunch. What is, oh, is that uh, like. Um, <laughs> it's, the, it's the Nestle Crunch, like bunched up candy right it's so loud you <laughs> dump it? it out of the box and yeah. it sounds like rain yeah. on a tin roof it's so incredibly loud I don't think I've ever had, is it like cracker jacks that's what i was gonna ask is uh, it like that no it, oh, okay. it's just nestle it's crunch its own thing oh yeah. okay yeah uh, but, it, but it's but like it's li- all bunched up yeah but it's little balls <laughs> yeah I, i've not had that but it's, it's so what loud. i don't understand about hot dogs being a movie theater treat is it just seems like so much of a meal you know it's not a snack yeah a hot dog is a meal yeah and i feel like meals Although, like, I don't mind, like, movie theaters, like, serving more meals. Like, oh, like, yeah. Like a studio movie if you got grill. The, if you got the table and the, or the tray or whatever. Yeah. yeah but this there's a full menu, too. This is 1992. That's true. I mean, I, and, and, and movie theaters that aren't like that still have those hot dogs rolling on the thing. And I'm yeah. like, why? You have to, like, unwrap it. And you, you, I like, who likes a plain hot dog? So you want mustard on it. Where are you going to do all of this? That's true. You know? Yeah. And until, like, the beginning of the year, like, the movie theater that we have here, we were lucky to have Jamaican beef patties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't do those anymore? I think they do, but now we've got, like, pizza, burgers. They're putting in, like... Uh, oh, really? I haven't put, been in there in a while. They're putting in, like, a couple of taps to have oh, beer. Oh, I do know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they passed that. That was pretty awesome, yeah. Oh, man. Um, Kramer doesn't want a movie theater hot dog. He wants a papaya king. Well, you, you've been in New York, uh, you know, at least once, right? Did you ever go to one times. of these? For some no, reason, I've never been to a papaya king. For, for some reason in New York, and I got... When I Googled this, I was like, oh, I bet that's like this... Uh, there was a, a, bur- a, a hot dog place near my buddy's place in new york city called gray's papaya and so gray's papaya and papaya king are sort of like these two places that just i think papaya king started it and then gray's opened up later but they serve hot dogs and tropical smoothies that's so weird yeah just like the two things that you figure would not go together but they they do and huh. i know at least so i've never been to a papaya king but i've been to a gray's papaya and the hot dogs are the skin is very crunchy Ooh. like super super crunchy Ooh. i don't know how they do it but it's a very crunchy hot dog. I like a nice crunchy yeah. dog. It's it's pretty good, I gotta say, and and very inexpensive, and it was fine for a late night snack. You know, I think they're open twenty four hours. Stuff, oh but it's, man, it's just weird. Yeah, Grace Papaya and Papaya King. Yeah, and they they specialize in hot dogs, not just papaya drinks. <laughs> you know, it's just the weirdest thing. Kramer wants to go get a papaya hot dog, and they're gonna make Elaine save seats. She's like, "Don't make me save a seat for you mm-hmm. because don't put me through that." Another thing I hate at the movie theaters too is so this is so relatable to oh, me. Yeah. Some of that great relatable Seinfeld humor. <laughs> I hate saving seats. It's taken, especially as we're going to get to later, three seats that Elaine has to save. Oh, God. Yeah. Just, that's the worst. That's the worst. Uh, so George, we find out, is in the wrong line, and he goes to buy 
tickets to Checkmate, but and, it's sold out. And this was a real quick cut to the ticket window, yeah, too. Did yeah. you notice? It was just really yeah. weird. He didn't even really say anything, didn't he? Did he uh, did, he wasn't yeah. even up at the window. It was yeah. just cut to the like clerk at the window and cut back to them. Yeah, and then he goes back and says it's sold out. And then he's like, well, let's go over to the Paradise Twin and see it there. And Elaine doesn't want to see it on a smaller screen. She wants to see it at the Paragon. Yeah, which she I says guess... it's like a room where they bring in POWs to show them <laughs> propaganda films. Yeah, yeah. Which I, hate. I do hate when I go see a movie like really late in its run. Or maybe it's a small indie flick. And they put you in that like afterthought theater all the way down at the end. <laughs> and it's got weird walls everywhere. And they're all like curved. And there's like... Two rows of seats, and you're like, See, this isn't... I actually... You like that one? I, I really I like, that like that theater. That it feels so much more intimate. Yeah, but it's so much smaller, you know? Compared yes, to like but you're theater, so much closer to the screen. Yeah, but, but that's bad. <laughs> I like the giant screen and far away. Well, Not small I mean, screen and closer. It... it, it Relative to where you're sitting, like, yeah. you're still high up. Yeah, uh, it, it is a smaller screen, but you're closer to it, so it feels it feels it just feels as big, just as big. Yet, but intimate. you but you can also feel that you are closer to the screen. Yeah, yeah. So you feel like you are closer, but you're not sacrificing any screen. Well, size. I'll try to keep that in mind next time I go see a movie. See if I <laughs> like see if I like three it a months bit after it. Opened. Yeah, yeah. That's when I that's when I go. But I like the big I, theaters I'm, too. I'm sure. I'm sure that's the screen that like Endgame is playing on right now. Yeah, yeah. Although it. <laughs> That with that new footage, maybe they did a lot uh, more ticket sales. You know, I don't. Know. I doubt it. <laughs> um, so, but I, it's it's interesting to me that so the Paragon it seemed like was playing two movies, and the Paradise Twin it seemed like was playing two movies. Was the Paragon playing two movies? It, it sure, yeah. Because there was another movie, or, or it was said, that like, coming soon for Year of the Comet? Well, no, there was also one that said Final Analysis at the Paragon. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I was so, so Final Analysis was playing too. these times. And you could still get tickets to Final Analysis, which I don't know if it was real, but Checkmate was sold out. So maybe there's one screen, and they show two movies in a rotator May or something alternate. like that. Yeah, maybe. I'd have to go back and look at the times to see if uh, you know they were playing at the same time or not, because I have a feeling they were. But anyway, Elaine doesn't like the giant multiplexes. She likes the classic movie houses, I guess, that were still around in New York in 1992. Apparently. That, yeah. that seems like uh, those would have been phased out already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's, uh, they're going to the Paradise at 1045 now. This was a 1030 movie. Now they're going to run over to the Paradise to ten, at 1045. Mm-hmm. It was 950 when Jerry, or around then, when Jerry got to uh, catch a rising star. I'm just trying to keep us all on track here as oh, far as good the timeline God. goes. Okay. Uh, Elaine and George are going to go get the tickets. Mm-hmm. Kramer's going to wait for Jerry at the Paragon and to tell him that they're going to go to the Paradise. And he's staring longingly oh, my at Papaya King. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Jer- I, I, I think he's like licking his lips. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's And, and maybe even <laughs> wringing his hands. Like mm, <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think he was wringing his hands. He wasn't, he wasn't making <laughs> it that obvious. he was wringing his hands. I don't think no. so. He, he was at least licking his lips. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Jerry <laughs> is sharing a cab with Buckles to go oh. To the movie theater, and this guy's insufferable. Is this Tom Legrue, by the way? I, th- I think it, I, that's I, my guess Tom, too. Tom Legrua. Tom Legrua. Sorry, yeah. yeah. I, it has to be. It's I gotta mean, be. W- where else was there a guest star that was worth <laughs> well, like, crediting? Coming up, we have uh, the ticket taking usher, who I, I kind of recognized as a character actor. But uh, this is but but and it wouldn't be the first time that like the smaller guest starring spot got the name mentioned true, in, the, true. In, the, in the thing TV guide, whatever. Let's see what happens when I spell Seinfeld this time. Ooh, oh, oh! I almost had it. Seinfeld. Dang <laughs> Seinfled? it. <laughs> Dang it. Tom oh, LaGrue. okay. Here we go. Here we go. Tom LaGrua is Kernis. Who is Kernis? Who is Kernis? Barry Diamond as Pat Buckles. And Perry, Perry Anzalotti yeah, as the usher. That guy's been everywhere. I knew Tom I recognized LaGrua him. Tom LaGrua as 
Kernis. Kernis. Kernis has to be one of the bookers. Do you want to? You want to know how I typed it this time? Seafeld. Seafeld. S e e space. <laughs> I'm not trying to do this. Just my dumb fingers. Man, I'm actually upset now. That Tom Lagrua is literally just like one of the bookers at one of the clubs. That's my guess. That's I so have... dumb. Why does he get a name like credit in the description for that? Kernis. Why don't you come back and do the eleven o'clock spot? Yeah, Ker- that's Kernis's line. I just I just googled him. Um, oh my god. In Seinfeld scripts. So Kernis is just one of the random dudes at um at uh, the Improv. He's the booker at the Improv who offers him the eleven o'clock spot. <laughs> <laughs> the great so, Tom Lagrua. So 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 <laughs> stupid. So over at the Paradise Twin, Elaine and George are waiting in line to buy tickets to Checkmate. Rochelle Rochelle is playing, and it's the the tagline is a strange erotic journey, and it's apparently I guess like kind of a buzzy movie because it's got a lot of nudity in it. Okay, that's why yeah. that, that seems to be why they're they're talking about it. And the, Elaine's like typical guys. You know, the movie could be so boring as if there's a chance a woman might take off their top. They're all. Uh, you know, all about it, and, <laughs> and, and George jo- is like, "Your yeah, point, and, yeah. <laughs> which Your point. couldn't hit, couldn't be any more dated." Because I mean, you know, <laughs> internet porn is a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you don't want to, you know, it's it's uh, a movie like Rochelle. Rochelle is legitimate internet porn. You know, even even still <laughs> to this day, something comes out like uh, "Blue is the warmest color," or I'm trying to think of like what uh, "Itu Mama Tambien." I know that's not recent, but you know that was like an artsy movie that had a ton of sex in it. Okay, uh, and but because it's artsy, like Rochelle, Rochelle seems to be, you know, it like legitimizes it. And you can go, oh, I, I, guess, I, I saw, yeah. I saw an artsy movie. <laughs> I was there to see boobs, but I saw an artsy movie. You know, <laughs> and it's like you can get away with a lot more if it's an artsy movie. Whereas if you go see, um, I don't know, Piranha Three Double D or something, that has a lot of nudity in it, and it's not artsy. <laughs> and there's no therefore you wouldn't want quality. Yeah, you wouldn't want to tell anybody. You wouldn't want to. Yeah. You want to tell people that you went to say Piranha Three Double D. Exactly. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to think of the most I recent. <laughs> yeah. I'm only I didn't see it I'm not pr- trying to be artsy right now I didn't see it I'm just guessing there's a lot of nudity in it did you see it? I didn't okay. know um, alright so by the way Seinfeld fans are very excited the fact that this is the first episode we hear Rochelle Rochelle in because it's gonna come back oh really? Gonna come back yeah okay. Rochelle Rochelle is gonna <laughs> weave its way through the Seinfeld universe uh, so George has the tickets in Elaine owes him 750 she only has a 20 he doesn't have any change for it and they argue over George wants his money. As, as always, George is Mr. Yes. Cheapness who wants his money immediately. And he comes up with the dumbest idea. Well, you give me the 20, and then I'll give you your change back later when I have it. <laughs> and uh, that's so stupid. Even Elaine is like, that means instead of owing you $750, you will owe me $1250 later. And yeah. why don't we just, you know, then she tries to make a deal with the concessions. How about I buy your popcorn and soda? Or whatever. He's no, like, she, he, no, she's like, why don't I, why don't I get the popcorn and soda? He's like, what yeah. do you mean you get the popcorn and soda? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got to clarify that he, it will be his also, when she buys it. Yes. Yeah. Or maybe even just completely. His. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. I wouldn't want to share a popcorn if I was getting paid back either. So <laughs> I kind of understand that. But I don't think they make that deal. Uh, there's no Kramer or Jerry, and the, the line is moving. Uh-huh. Elaine now has to save three seats while Jerry waits. I, I guess while George, George waits, waits outside. Yeah. Yeah. While George waits so he can give them all their tickets tickets and go inside. Uh, meanwhile, back in the cab, uh, Jerry, Jerry and Buckles wa- are stuck in traffic. Yeah, Jerry wanted to go through the park. Buckles wanted to go through 55th Street. Well, there's traffic on 55th. Because there's large, beautiful homes on 55th Street. I'm like, okay. That's and, dumb. And yeah. your point. So... Uh, <laughs> and he's trying out some hilarious bits on how different people from history would oh, deal with traffic. His Lord. first first up is Ike Turner. 
Uh, and he does a pretty great black scent. <laughs> in, uh, Yikes. In this, I know. But, uh, and the funny thing is, like, people are, it, it's a bad bit, but not because of the accent. You know what I mean? Like, it's that, just that, bad that, because it's not funny. Yeah, it's bad because <laughs> it's not funny, but these days it wouldn't fly for two reasons, you know. But back in 92, I mean, <laughs> Robin Williams was still doing his black eye voice. That's you know, true. have you ever heard that? Like, yeah. he has his black eye voice. Yeah. And so it just wasn't a thing that was not okay, you know, or, or that anybody but a hack would do, you know. Mm-hmm. He, so the, Robin, I'm not saying Robin Williams is a hack, I'm saying he did a black voice. You know, now it's like, it's something that a hack would do, I guess. Yeah, and for sure. like a hack like Buckle. Um, so what about? <laughs> and then here we go, Jose Feliciano, the Hispanic accent. Yeah, and what a what a star what a what a star studded bit this has already turned out to be. Ike Turner, who might have even already been dead by '92, I don't even know <laughs> if he's still alive today. And then Jose Feliciano, the blind Hispanic singer behind um, Feliz Navidad. That's all I know that Jose Feliciano has oh ever my done. God, yeah, I think he might have done like. Uh, a Hispanic inspired cover of a Doors song, Light My Fire, but okay. that doesn't get a tenth of the play that Feliz Navidad does, because that's <laughs> one of the biggest Christmas songs of all time. I personally don't like it, but, but I you, also. But yeah. you know, a joke is killing when you have to explain who everything about it. Yeah, yeah. Jose Feliciano is. Um, and so he, he does another questionable ethnic accent there, and also makes fun of the fact that he was blind. I'm blind and I have to sit here or something like that, which I didn't know. <laughs> then he does FDR, how FDR would be in traffic. And he's like, you know what, Jerry? Take this bit. <laughs> Jerry's, and Jerry says, um, I guess being polite, uh, I don't want it. I can't do the voices. Not, I don't want it. You suck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't want it. This is awful. Yeah, yeah. I don't want it. I can't do the voices. Um, so then, uh, as, is this before or after he gets out of the car? Can you help me get on the Tonight Show? I think it's before he gets out of the cab. Oh yeah, it's like yeah, his yeah, next they're, they're, sentence. St- they're still in the car because yeah. uh, uh, because Buckles is like, "Oh come on, we're riffing." Yeah, and we're Jerry's riffing. Like, we're not riffing. I'm ignoring. Do you know the difference? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, the next thing that Buckles says is like, "Can you help me get on the Tonight Show?" <laughs> yeah. Like w- without hesitating, which I'm sure is something that comics like Buckles ask Jerry Seinfeld all, all the time. The time. All you the time. Get on, how do I get on Letterman? How do I get on The Tonight Show? <laughs> Put a good word with Johnny for me. Like, why would I do that? Uh, that you suck, first of all. But even if you don't, <laughs> it's not up, you know. I, I'm not I'm not here to help you, you know. Uh, so at the theater, Elaine is saving three seats. So she's, she's... She's pulling a total power move. Oh, yeah. Be- because, like, this is... If you're going to save three seats, if you need to save three seats, this is the way to do it because she's in the third yeah, seat yeah. from the aisle. Yeah. And the so only two, way... Elaine won. Yes. Yeah. Because no one, uh, unless the theater is completely packed, which it is in this it is, case, yeah. but typically no one's going to sit uh, like next to someone without that one seat buffer. buffer. And she's got that one seat buffer on both sides and then one seat. Yes. So no one's going to sit by themselves in that one They're seat. They're not going to pick it initially. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so unless, like it is in this case, the theater is packed, she might be in the clear with yeah, yeah. saving all three three of these seats the way she's doing it people are getting angry but elaine is getting angrier you know like she's coming into her own with saving the seats yeah you know, she, she doesn't she's a like pro. it she's a pro yeah. at saving these seats yeah um, um but this guy jumps in like he jumps down <laughs> to her yeah, level yeah. and he's like are these seats taken like what are you doing dude just yeah. just walk like a human being and people are coming in from the other side to grab that one that one buffer seat <laughs> that she was talking uh, that that we were talking about uh and then george uh comes in and he I guess is going to run the tickets to the Paragon. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Elaine is telling him to run the tickets back over to Par- over to the Paragon. Yeah. To get uh to give them to Kramer and Jerry. Yeah. And then also to like wait outside or no, George was waiting outside for Kramer and Jerry, but he says he doesn't want to miss the movie. Yeah, that's right. So he's going to run the tickets over the Paragon and give them to (laughs) Kramer, I guess, to wait there for Jerry. And then Kramer and Jerry can come and then he won't miss the beginning of the movie. Um, But again, like, when is this movie going to start? I feel like it should start a lot sooner. I I feel like it should start. How close is the Paradise and the Paragon? That's a big part of this, too. Yeah. Does it take? Five minutes to run over there. Is, or is, it it a take... blo- is it a block away? Yeah. Is it is it a couple blocks? Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's it got to be at least ten minutes away, and that's a ten minutes we can't spare in this in this timeline. <laughs> uh, so I feel like the distance between these two theaters is 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 paramount. Uh-huh. Um, and so, but and George is still, by the way, hung up on the twenty. He still brings it up, like you know, oh, do you have that? You want to give me the twenty or whatever? And and Elaine's just like, can we talk about this yeah. another time? <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, over at the Paragon, Kramer tells the usher or at the box office, who's just staring blankly, not even looking at him, like mouth agape, uh, just sort of a blank stare, that um, you know his friend tell Jer- his friend will be back if you see a guy with a big head and uh, flared, flared nostrils. nostrils. Tell him that his friend will be back because he's still thinking about papaya. King. Yeah, yeah, he looks over the sign, and I don't know if he got it caught this but it's two 100% pure beef frankfurters yeah and it says they're tastier than filet mignon Ooh, i did not notice that <laughs> but th- somehow when you're selling tropical smoothies you have to make hot dogs sound like a health food you know you do uh, i mean like, hey i would don't... if it is actually tastier than filet mignon i'd be down <laughs> i'd try it i remember being very skinny the gray's papaya that i had was very skinny <laughs> uh, but very crunchy as well crunchy hot dog so i couple i noticed a couple of other movie posters here that i know were real forever young and x those of course were huge that year mel gibson and forever young and uh denzel washington i believe in spike lee's x i think that was um that Malcolm X movie. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think maybe it was called Malcolm X, but the poster was just a big X. And then that's where I noticed also Final Analysis, which I don't think was real. Uh, <laughs> Elaine, meanwhile, back in the theater. She's facing just, an onslaught yeah, of uh, people it's, trying it's to grab siege. these seats. Yeah, it, yeah, and she just gives and, up. Yeah, she surrenders. Yeah, a, a woman is like, finally, give, like, well, they're not here, I'm here, so can we take the seats? And Elaine's like, fine, yeah. yeah. Uh, George arrives at the Paragon and asks the usher, have you seen... This is this was the best running gag to me. <laughs> Everyone's description of the other person to someone who's never seen them before. So, have you seen the a guy with the horse face, big teeth, and a pointy nose? <laughs> and I, I guess he's describing Jerry, right? Yes. And then and then she says, "You mean with, with flared nostrils?" And George goes, "Yeah." She's like, "Nope, I haven't seen him." <laughs> At that yeah. moment, Jerry gets out of the cab, tails off Buckles, yeah. and Buckles is like, "Jerry, can I ask you a personal favor? And tell me if I'm out of line." <laughs> Can I put my coat in your closet? My coat, my closet is just like <laughs> bursting. I'm afraid to open it. I'm like, well, what? What? Why? Keep what is my this guy? coat in your closet. Who does that? <laughs> I don't know. It was a weird request. <laughs> Can yeah. I keep my trench coat in your closet? <laughs> yeah. J- just for a couple of months. Just for a few months. Why? Yeah. No. This guy is the worst. <laughs> Buckles is the worst. Uh, so Jerry goes up to the theater. I noticed a couple other posters here. A Few Good Men, which of course is a real movie. And I, Picari, which I, I looked like a real movie, but I'd never heard of it before. I don't know. Um, so Jerry walks right in yeah. to the Paragon. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I think a couple of my friends are here. Can I just go in real quick and check? Yeah. Like, yeah, go right usher, ahead. Usher, yeah, sends him in. But the usher definitely sees him. The clerk sees him out of the corner of her eye. Uh-huh. But... Uh, Jerry goes to like the other like usher. Oh uh, yes, like, yeah, you can, yeah. You can he doesn't see... go up to the box office. He goes to the guy waiting. Exactly. The ticket taker. Yeah. You can see the box office clerk look over 
and look back uh-huh. and not think twice about that it. That's the guy everyone's been asking uh-huh. about. Yeah. Uh, so in the theater, Kramer misses Jerry and George. Uh, at I guess this is at the Paragon, right? Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. This is still at the Paragon. Kramer runs back up, and the clerk uh, hasn't seen Jerry. Yeah. E- even though. She just did. <laughs> Meanwhile, Elaine is at the Paradise waiting for Checkmate to start. And someone is, this woman is talking right behind uh, her. Just full volume. Full volume. This inane story about, I guess, her son or something like yeah, that. You wouldn't believe it. We came home and he was vacuuming. <laughs> yeah. He's so talented. And the other night he was wearing my high heels. Yeah. He, he was, was putting on a chorus sh- line. He was putting on a show for us. Yeah. Like, and, and Elaine's like, uh, do you mind? And then the woman's like, what's the problem? She's like, you're talking. She's like, it's the coming attractions, <laughs> which I give a pass to people during, not full, please don't talk at full volume, but if you're just like, oh, hey, uh, did you, uh, you know, just like this, we're just talking like this, and the yeah, previews this, are this on, fine. that's yeah. fine. Oh, did you know, by the way, I heard something about this movie, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, but, and, but it always, get, I won't do it, I don't, I, I don't want to, if the person next to me wants to talk, whatever, yeah. but, like, I know them, not just the person next to me. <laughs> hey, do you want to talk? Okay, I just thought I'd ask. <laughs> um, but if, uh, if I hear talking during the previews, red flag, yellow flag goes up. I'm like, oh boy, mm-hmm. don't you, you better stop when the previews stop, okay? I'm very lenient <laughs> right now, but I will not be. I will uh, I will sit here and stew if you continue talking when the movie starts. I won't actually say anything or call anybody into the theater, but I'll be very mad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like the, the, the hard line for me is like the M&M's trailer <laughs> and the Coca-Cola trailer. Because yeah. those are always the last ones to play before the movie starts. Right. If they're still talking, yeah, we're, exactly. we're in the danger zone there. Yeah. But talking during the previews is not as egregious to me. Certainly talking full volume definitely is. And certainly when you're talking about something stupid... That's, you know, that's three strikes and you're out right there. <laughs> but uh, Elaine gets up. She leaves her jacket on the back of the chair. Yeah. And uh, we, we don't know where she's going yet, but she she leaves the theater. Um, George is trying to come back into the paradise yeah. after going to the Paragon. To tell Elaine that he was going to go to the Paragon. Yeah. So he's exactly. already gotten his ticket ripped. Yes. Uh, so George gets stopped by the ticket guy, and he's like, I, I went in with a, a pretty woman, she had big hair, <laughs> face like a frying pan. Yeah, um, and the, the usher doesn't remember him, and he's like, I need to see your stub to get back in. This is another great, relatable piece of that I'm, I'm so interested that people have been worrying about forever, because whenever I go see a movie, I make sure to keep the stub, even though... I've never been asked for it in my 30 plus years of going to see movies, yeah, you know, same. but I'm always worried that when I go to the bathroom, when I leave, I'm going to try to go into my theater and go, whoa, 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 let me see your stub. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I just left to go to the bathroom. I need to see your stub to go back into the movie. Yeah. And they'd be well within their rights to do that. Oh, for sure. And I always worry about it. And I always keep the stub, but it's never happened to me. <laughs> yeah, that ever, that's never happened to you, It's never it? happened to me, yeah. but uh, thankfully the theater that uh, we always go to, there are bathrooms past the ticket taking line yes so we can yeah. go to those bathrooms but still how do i know you're not that's true going to the bathroom trying to sneak into a different movie that's trying true. to do it trying to do a double feature on the house you know mm. that's what i always worry about like that i'll be going into a movie yeah. theater and be honestly like, Whoa. i don't think they care they, no they, they don't they're, of they're not they don't. they're not making money from the movies <laughs> yeah. they're making money from concessions yeah so uh, as, as long as you buy stuff there you could probably go see like three movies in a row and don't forget they're also 15 so yeah. they don't care that i'm wearing my parka during the summer and that doesn't look funny <laughs> and it's because i'm bringing in <laughs> i bought out get-go of candy before i went to the movie theater they, they don't care they don't they don't care that it looks like I'm smuggling a cucumber in my pants when in reality it's a rolled up giant bag of M&M's. Thank goodness. I thought it was going to be your penis. 
No! I'm not Pee Wee Herman here. <laughs> they don't care that I'm <laughs> back in heat. Um, <laughs> it's like, Ted, why would they be looking there? <laughs> um, where were we? Oh, yeah, so he, he, he gives one of the tickets that he had bought to the usher, and he's like, right, here's my friend's ticket, so rip that, and That's you know, right, now yeah. I'll go in. So George goes into the theater, basically at the same time Elaine is coming out a different door it, it looks from like, the same theater. Yeah, I don't know if she was coming out of the theater or if she was coming out of like the restroom. Yeah, maybe uh, she did, yeah, because she gets up and leaves because the woman's talking. Yeah, because yeah. like I, I don't know why a theater would have two doors right, right next, next to, to each, each other, other Good point. that were yeah. like... Uh, that there were two different doors that you could go out of. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah that's true. You're so, probably right. It probably was the bathroom. So it might, might have yeah. been a restroom. But so they, anyway, they miss each other. The the latest and the, the these are all near misses. The way they film them too. It's like oh, one door opens right as the yeah, other door closes. And they, they get a little like <laughs> <laughs> they, a little they, too much. They get a little too much yeah. later on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, George is in the theater whispering at first for Elaine. 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 Trying to find Elaine, and, and then... Elaine! <laughs> Everyone's telling him to shut up. Um, but he gets startled. Like, he's the one shouting, and then he gets startled, and everyone, everyone just shouting back at him, going, Oh, shut up! Get yeah, out yeah. of here! And so he hits the exit, and he, it's the exit to the alleyway. He runs through the fire yeah, door. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Jerry is in the Paragon, whispering, looking for his friends, because he, he thinks they're in there seeing... Checkmate uh-huh. there, but no one's. But he Kramer wasn't there, and Jerry and, and no one was there to tell him he wasn't. Uh-huh. Uh, Me- meanwhile, a trailer for Rochelle Rochelle is yeah. playing. I don't know if you caught this, but the trailer says now playing at the Paradise Two. Yeah, not the Paradise Twin, ah. which is what the sign says. But also, why would they be running a trailer? Oh yeah, now playing at our rival the- <laughs> at our rival theater, ten minutes away. Good question. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, so the the trailer's playing in the Paragon, and it's advertising the Paradise 2. Yeah, not the Paradise yeah. Twin, which is where everyone's at, but the it, Paradise 2. It's so funny that Elaine thought a two-screen cinema was a multiplex, and technically with the word multi, it is more than one, but the multiplex these days is like 24. Oh my god, you know? yeah. I mean, you go to like, some, uh, like a our, 30. Our theater here has what, uh, 12 screens, yeah, I, I want to so. say? Yeah, yeah, And I wouldn't even call that a multiplex. No, that's small these days. You yeah. Go to a bigger, the one I went to in high school, they built one that was like 30 screens. Jesus. Easily. Yeah, it was like the AMC 30. Oh, I mean, you were you were like down in the D.C. area, right? Was no, it, was that a little in bit DC? further down. No, this was uh, like more the Yorktown, like, well, not Yorktown, let's say like Newport News, Virginia okay. Beach so area, but a big area. A big, big metro, area. yeah, very okay. large metro area. So, yeah, it was it's absolutely gigantic. This one they built in, in Hampton Roads, I guess technically. Yeah. If it's still open. I, I think it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There was a Regal Cinema that was like a the Regal again, like eight or twelve, like something yeah. very small. And when we moved there, it didn't even have stadium seating. Yeah. Did Did you do you remember movies without stadium seating? No. Yeah. I don't know. Movie I, theaters what? just used to go straight back. Like picture the Warner Theater here in town, just like you know, just straight back like that. They didn't go up in steps you went in and you know those first four rows yeah imagine that all the way to the back of the theater yes that's how we watch movies yeah yeah i don't know but when they when they introduced stadium seating it was mind-blowing and so the amc in my hometown they built this the amc 30 and the regal 
didn't have the stadium seating yet, so they had to like refurbish all of their uh, <laughs> theaters just to keep up. You know, now I don't know if the Regal is there, but I know the AMC still is because that was a oh, that was a man. feat. I think they might have even installed an IMAX screen at that Ooh. AMC. I know, I oh, know. Man. I would even know. Cinemark has their own. That's our theater in town, not a sponsor, but they have their own XD screens. You know, they have their own proprietary giant screens, and yeah. they look cool. I mean, they're not IMAX, but. They're big, and I wish we could get one here. It'd be very, very nice. Uh, I love those those big screens. Uh, I guess I'm like Elaine. I want a big. I want a big screen. You know. <laughs> um, so Kramer leaves the Paragon as Jerry exits. So Kramer shows up from getting his hot dogs. Jerry, and but he sees no one's there and bolts. Jerry, because I guess the movie's going to start. He wants to catch checkmate mm-hmm. at the other theater. So yeah. Jerry exits right as Kramer uh, leaves the Paragon, and then at the Paradise, Elaine is ordering concessions. This seemed like. A little vignette within the... It was just like, oh, I got a bunch of jokes about how concessions are different these days. And it didn't really need to be there. Uh, But Elaine... It was kind of funny. It was, yeah. Based solely on the delivery of the concession stand clerk, yeah, I thought. It, it didn't move the plot because, forward no, at all. She was just a, a, a giant child, yeah. essentially. Yeah, and explaining something that is it sounds idiotic to a normal person, but saying it as if it makes total sense. Like, well, what, do, yeah, you want, do you want the middle size yeah, or a medium? Elaine wanted a medium-sized popcorn, yeah. and she's like, well, yeah, do you want the medium size <laughs> or the middle size? Well, what, what's the difference? Yeah. Well, our sizes are medium, large, and jumbo. Because, yeah. yeah, sure, why not? Small, she says, the small is the medium. The medium is the large. I'm like, yeah. okay, just give me uh, a small popcorn. Well, what do you mean by a small popcorn? Do you want the child size or the adult size? <laughs> is Do any adults ever order the child size? No, not really. Um, the but, child size is honestly probably enough popcorn for me when I go. Yeah. Because oh, actually, I should get the child size because I always end up eating the adult small, and it's always a bad idea. Because I eat the whole bag, and then I'm a big ball of grease in yeah. my stomach. Yeah, Grace and I always get the... We, we share... Uh, but we always get large soda, medium popcorn. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Because, like, it's more than enough popcorn. And uh, if you get the large drink, you get a free refill. Oh, nice. Yeah. Can I tell you what I don't like drinking during movies? Because really? I hate going to the bathroom during movies. Mm. And so what I've started doing. But I don't like getting popcorn without something to drink. And so I'm glad that our movie theater, I think a lot of movie theaters started doing this, selling Stuff besides fountain sodas. Because A, the fountain sodas at movie, movie theaters, I feel like, always suck. They're always watered down. Yeah. Put way too much ice in there. Or not yeah. enough or something. But you can get, like, soda in a bottle, tea in a bottle, vitamin yeah. water in a bottle. And then you I can, can take a little sip of it and save it. You can, but they're, like, so marked up. Everything. I'm at a movie, Ted. That's true. Everything is. That's true. <laughs> you, think, you think it actually really costs my $11 for a medium popcorn <laughs> yeah, exactly. and a large fountain drink? Yeah. So if no. I'm paying $5.95 for my vitamin water, I feel like it's worth it because it's $5.95 for the large soda, and most of that large soda is going in the trash can. The only thing I want is a little bit of relief after I have eaten a whole bag of popcorn, You know, because <laughs> I don't want to go to the bathroom during it. You know. Uh, okay, so uh, Jerry is, meanwhile, trying to get a cab. And he can't get one. George is tries to go back into the movie theater for this will be his third time. The first time he used his ticket, the second time he used another friend's ticket, and now he's like, "All right, well, surely this guy we had a conversation." He tries to walk by him, and the guy's like, "Sir, I need your ticket stub." And he's like, "We just went through this a second ago." <laughs> he can't believe that he needs to give him the uh, the the another ticket, uh, but he does. And he uses, so now this is his second friend's ticket. Now nobody has tickets to get into the movie theater, except right after George goes through, 
Kramer comes in and he's like, "Oh, my friends are inside. Yeah. Can I go check?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, go ahead." Yeah, and same usher that was giving George yeah. a hard time. And meanwhile, when George is walking in, he walks right, right past by Elaine at the concession he, stand. He has to try to not see her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you, you watch his body language, and it's like he looks for a second, then he's like, oh, <laughs> "Nope, I'm not supposed to look in that direction. I am supposed to go straight and keep walking straight." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I could see her back was to him, and by the time he passed. There's no reason to turn around and look. It could be any woman with long hair or a wall of hair, whatever they said earlier. I guess. But then yeah. Kramer comes up, yeah. and you can still see George in frame. Yep. You can see Elaine at the concession stand yeah. in frame, and Kramer doesn't notice either of them. See, I feel Kramer, like... Kramer walks in, walks right into Checkmate, three feet from Elaine. Yeah. Maybe she's still wearing the beach. Who knows? Yeah, Kramer yeah. definitely would have noticed. And I feel like George, seeing George from behind is a lot easier to spot than Elaine. Yeah, George is a unique looking individual. He's got, he's got that bright red jacket on that Kramer's already seen. Uh, and he's got you know he's bald from behind, you can tell. I just feel like he should have spotted George and went, ah, George. Uh, but no, he doesn't. Ugh. So he goes into the movie theater and George walks into Rochelle Rochelle. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it uh, in Checkmate, did you notice this is Larry David's voice? As one oh of the characters God. in Checkmate, yeah. I didn't, know. and I love the the just the shitty dialogue they've written. Like, oh well, you know the king is always in jeopardy in chess or whatever. Like, just <laughs> stupid, stupid artsy movie dialogue for. And Larry David is is uh, is the voice in that. Kramer takes Elaine's seat, which may be the only one open in the whole theater yeah, at this w- point. Which the annoying woman says, "It's all yours." Oh jeez, I, I didn't know. Notice. I know if you caught that. Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, Kramer asks the woman in the row behind the seat. <laughs> Not someone yeah, sitting it, next to yeah, it. Yeah. Is this seat taken? It's all yours. Jumps yeah. over the row and just but plops also down in like the seat. A fuck you from that woman to who, Elaine. To Elaine. Yes. Who shushed her. Yeah, yeah. yeah like 100%. One, yeah, 100% revenge. Uh, so the cabbie, meanwhile, so Jerry finally gets a cabbie. He's like, oh my gosh, I've been out here forever. So what does that mean? Five, ten minutes again. The who knows? Timeline. Yeah. Who knows? Um, and the cabbie needs gas. And so back at the movie theater, Elaine. Can't find. And why did Jerry say? Jerry should have been like, I don't know. He's taking a cab from the Paragon to a club now, right? Or no, he's going to the movie theater. No, yeah. he's going to a club. I think he's going to the club. He's got to go back to the club That's to get that right. 11 p.m. spot. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's going back to Catcherizing. But or no, point, he's going back to the improv. Uh, he's going improv, back to the improv. Yes, yeah, he's going back to the improv. So, but at that point, when because even Jerry's like, yeah, I guess you do need gas. At that point, I'll get another cab. Let me get out. I'll pay you the two bucks, whatever it was when I sat yeah. it down. Yeah. Uh, like, just get another cab at that point. But I guess maybe you thought it wouldn't take very long. But back at the uh, Paradise, Elaine can't find her seat now because there's no empty seat in the whole theater because Kramer has taken her seat. Meanwhile, she's walking through the aisle and yeah. she spills, like, just about all of her uh, adult-sized yeah. popcorn like because she's just trying to get through the aisle. And, and some of the drink, it seemed like, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and George is watching Rochelle Rochelle. We hear Larry with, David's voice again. With only guys in the yeah, theater. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, art appreciating guys. Uh, and it's Larry David's voice again. Rochelle, Rochelle, I love you. Come stand by the fire. You know. Um, and so the, the, this big dude comes yeah. in and sits right in front of George. Yeah. Looking we, real eager to see some boobs. Yeah, yeah. And like who? Yeah, he is very happy to be in the theater. <laughs> but like who comes into the theater at that moment? You know, was he just. Why were people leaving? People are leaving and coming into movie theaters at odd times. And, the, and it's not it's just our really group weird, of yeah. people. Yeah, it's like he came in. The movie had just started. I don't know. Maybe he's late. He must have been running late. I guess that's what it was. Uh, Elaine, meanwhile, 
uh, goes and asks the, is this the ticket taker at the the theater? Have you seen a tall, lanky doofus with a bird face and hair like the Bride of Frankenstein? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe the best description of all so far. The guy hasn't seen him, right? He says he hadn't seen him. Right, yeah. yeah but but um, he certainly had because he just sent him into the theater. Exactly. Yeah. But Elaine asks him, and she's like, look, I was in there. I couldn't find my seat. There's no seats available, but yeah. I have a ticket. And he's like... Well, there is a seat. It's just in the front. He's like, oh, well, I can't sit there. (laughs) You know, like the modern day, can I speak to the manager woman? Uh, Like, well, this is the only remaining seat. Yeah. It's it's available. If you're refusing it, then that's it. It Sorry. does suck that you had a seat and someone took it, though. It does, but also there's a finite number of seats. Yeah. If that is the one remaining seat, yeah. then you either take that seat or you're out of luck. I, I, and I feel like a lot of this, first of all, in New York City, I bet all the uh, theaters now are assigned seating. Don't you think? Oh, like, all I'm of them sure. by this point They've are? They've yeah. got to be. And so the other thing that could have taken, like, George. No one would have. Everyone would have bought their own ticket on their phone. George wouldn't have had to spend seven fifty <laughs> on anybody. You know? Or everyone could have Venmo George. Every, or everyone could have Venmo George. Jeez. What if Jerry Venmoed? Um, what, but, what, what if Jerry had Venmo? <laughs> what if Jerry had Venmo? Uh, yeah. So I feel like a lot of uh, this is just more stuff that could have been solved by cell phones. You know. So when they bought a ticket, they would have had assigned seats. Nobody yeah. would have had to. You know. Jerry would have even. You know, uh, wouldn't have even had to have bought a ticket. He would have gotten a refund if he'd already bought it. You know, it wouldn't have, wouldn't have been a problem at all, as we find later on. Jerry's stuck in the cab. The cabbie is filling up. He also needs cigarettes. Uh, and so it's just more time is ticking away. Kramer is sitting in Elaine's seat and realizes while he's eating his another hot dog. Like, how many hot dogs has he had at this point? Well, the, the special was two 100% yeah. pure beef hot dogs that and were was, tastier than a filet mignon. And for, it seemed like he I was, think it said 329 He was finishing one was up. Deal, he way. was finishing one up, it seemed like, as he was running back to the movie theater. So maybe he had stashed the other one in his pocket for later or something maybe, like that. Uh, but so he, he finds a coat, which we know is Elaine's. Jerry, meanwhile, gets to the improv, and he's missed his spot because the cab driver took too long. And Buckles yeah. took his spot. Yeah, Buckles took his spot, and and Jerry's just had like the worst night of yeah. his life. To I this missed point. two spots. I got a spot on. I got a Letterman spot on Monday. I was going to work yeah. out, you know, stuff for, and I didn't even make it to the movie with my friends. And Jerry's just so low that somehow Buckles convinces Jerry to go see Rochelle. Rochelle, yeah, yeah. he's like, you know what? Whatever. Yeah, sure. Why? I might as well do something tonight. You know. <laughs> so by the way, so Rochelle, Rochelle has to be thirty minutes in at this point. Yeah, and by the time they get back to the theater, yeah. it'll be even further into the movie. Yeah, because Buckles even says we can go see, we can go catch the rest of Rochelle, Rochelle. Yeah. So we know Jerry's spot was at eleven, and he's missed it. And Buckles just got off stage, so it's eleven fifteen. Yeah, and Rochelle, or Rochelle started at ten forty five. Yeah, they've missed. I think right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, well, ar- around no then, checkmate, we know checkmate started at ten forty five. But I think they have a sign that says the movie started at the exact same time because it's a twin cinema. Uh, it's okay. two theaters. Yeah, so they started them at the exact same time. I think maybe uh, is what it seems like. I think I remember seeing that sign at the um, box office. Anyway, um, or maybe it was it was the Paragon box office. Now I don't remember. Uh, um, but so yeah. Yeah, but anyway, they've missed 30 to 45 minutes of this movie. Yeah, and it can't be more than like 90 minutes. And if you're going long. to see it just for nudity, you might have missed some great nudity in that begin at the, at the beginning. Oh, for sure. You know? Um, so anyway, at the theater. Uh, now Elaine, George, and Jerry and Buckles are all separately sitting in Rochelle Rochelle. <laughs> and there's some stupid line that's, you know, that Larry David says in the thing. And Elaine goes, Give me a break. And George goes, Elaine? 
because he sees Jerry? he turns around sees Elaine and she sees George and Jerry's like Elaine and uh, so they all see each other and they're like let's get out of here this you know this sucks let's go uh, and Buckles meanwhile is makes one last <laughs> plea for Jerry to take his coat <laughs> um, just one month how about one just, month just, just one month please yeah. take the coat I don't <laughs> want the coat <laughs> they all meet in the lobby uh, George is still hung up about his seven fifty because. <laughs> Jerry didn't even get to see the movie, I guess. So he's like, I didn't even, uh, you know, he, I didn't even get a ticket. But I do like George's point here. He's like, but I still bought the ticket. That's true. Yeah, just because you didn't make it and nobody knew that you weren't going to make yeah. it. That is on and, you. And Jerry is the one with the money. Yeah, yeah, if that's true. If anyone's going to pay George back, it's <laughs> going to be Jerry. 50, exactly. Uh, Kramer comes out and he's wearing Elaine's coat on his, <laughs> like James Brown style on his shoulders. And Elaine's like, that's my coat. Uh, and then I then that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, Elaine also sees that. Oh, what's the stain on it? He's like, uh, yellow mustard. <laughs> yeah, mustard from his hot dog. Uh, one more stand-up bit, and that's about um, talking after the movie in the parking lot. He's like, the thing I and he's, this is he's always the one who's uh, confused by <laughs> yeah, the plot. Yeah. But that's like that that is the movie. The movie is plot. He's like, I'm the one that I'll, that never gets the plot. The thing I don't like about movies is the plot. <laughs> you know, <he's, laughs> he literally says something like that. I'm like, that's the movie. You realize that, right? <laughs> like that's, but I'm always, but that's what I love about movies is talking about people, talking about people, talking about it with someone right afterwards. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, this part and that part. But why did that guy do that? Like I, I do that too. And I think I understand movies and plots. <laughs> I think I know what plots are. Uh, but he's like, you can't do it during the movie, which I agree. And this is kind of a funny, almost like physical bit where he's like, why'd they kill that guy? I thought he was with them. He's not with them. Oh, I thought he was... Well, you it's know, a good it's, thing yeah. they killed him then. It's a good thing they killed him then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I do nothing I hate more than going to a movie with someone who think that, think that that's acceptable. Either you went to the bathroom and then you want to know, what I miss? No. You don't do that. Really? You do not do that. Sorry. Yeah. See, I... I I can be okay with that, but then it's if like you're, if you're quiet and just like to your immediate yeah, party, yeah. But wh- how do you even explain like what? All right, well, Tom Hanks went in that room and the guy was like, you know, it, it just takes so much longer for the other. Per- all you, all one person has to say is, "What did I miss?" The other person has to go, God, "How do you explain the nuances of of the five <laughs> minutes of film that you missed?" You know, I, that's where I struggle with it, and also that means they have to talk for a lot longer time, like. So normally I'll just go nothing <laughs> if that happens, <laughs> or or yeah, I didn't nothing. hear, or I'll yeah, pretend uh, d- I didn't hear you. Yeah, um, <laughs> in reality they missed the snap or something like that in, in Endgame. Oh whatever. no! Like, what I miss? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You didn't miss anything. But if you're going to the bathroom, then in in not Endgame, but the one before it. Uh, Infinity War. Infinity War, yeah. yeah. There's like five minutes of movie left, so you deserve <laughs> what you got. All right, uh, I guess that's pretty much it, right? Uh, I think so. Wow. Uh, did we have any more homework this episode? I don't, I don't I was going to look up some of those movie titles and let let you know which ones are real and which ones are not and stuff like okay. that. Obviously, there were some, like A Few Good Men, but okay. uh, yeah. there were some that puzzled me, like A Year of the Comet and stuff like that. And I'm like, was that a real one? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, was that it then? For I think homework? so. I don't think I had anything no, specifically. No, I think that's it, yeah. Uh, do we want to think of a better description? Let's hear it. Uh, we had Jerry tries to coordinate two comedy appearances and a movie with friends. <laughs> Guest Tom, Tom LaGrua. LaGrua. I want Tom LaGrua out. Okay. I don't want him never work in this city again. Okay. Um, Other than that, I think the description is pretty solid. Yeah, I guess that's true. I would, I would, I would love this one just to be another one like the gang tries to go to the movies or something like that, or tries to coordinate a trip to the movies. A trip to the movie sounds weird, though. That's true. I I would like to avoid using the gang. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's just the way I always describe to them. Uh, describe them. The gang. Um, well, then, so you have to say Jerry, Kramer, George, and Elaine uh, 
try to coordinate a movie. I don't know. Maybe there. Maybe there. Maybe there's no better way to say because I don't know what would you say. A movie date. A movie outing. A movie. A gathering at the movies. Try to coordinate a viewing of a movie. A movie viewing. (laughs) Try to coordinate seeing a movie together. How about that? Jerry tries to coordinate seeing a movie with everyone while also doing. Well, now it's just that. That's that's the description. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe maybe we can't get any better. I I just don't think think we we just keep what we have. Just get rid of guest Tom Lagrua. Yeah. And I don't think we need anything about the guest spot, but you kind of or the the comedy spots or whatever it is because but i guess we need them in there for the way it's written you know it just kind of seems true it's all about the movie because that's the title it is know? but also it's all it's about why jerry can't make it to the movie and he's trying yeah. to get to all these comedy right, spots right, right, around right. town yeah so I, I i think it works yeah although they all have equal stake i feel like in this episode it's not just about jerry everyone's trying to see that's true the movie so that's, that's why i wish it was more inclusive but We'll, uh, we'll just exclude Tom LaGrua. That'll make me feel better. Uh, I, I liked this episode a lot. I mean, it was action-packed. I don't think it's going to make my top five at the end, but it was very yeah. much in the same vein of the parking garage, I think it'll the be Chinese an honorable mention, though. Yeah, yeah. It's like one meaningless thing happens, and they explore all these different aspects of it, you know, yeah. like I, the I, ticket I liked, stubs and the concessions and stuff yeah, like that. I like how you brought up, uh, like, the parking garage or the Chinese restaurant, yeah. because, like, those are both bottle episodes, and this is very much not yeah. a bottle episode, but it still kind of feels it's like it's a conceptual it. bottle episode. Exactly. Yeah, which I think we've had uh, another couple of those kind yeah, of. Yeah, because I mean, we're in two different clubs. We're yeah. in two. Di- we're in like three different cabs. <laughs> yeah. Two different theaters. Three well, different well, actual movie theaters. Yeah, like well, two, I guess two, two, two different, different theater buildings. Yeah. Three different like actual viewing. Yes. Like yes. screen rooms. Yeah. yeah. I guess screening rooms. Screening rooms. <laughs> uh, Cineplex. Cine- yeah. Well, the plex is the whole thing. So cinemas. How about cinemas? cinemas? Yeah. Three yeah. different cinemas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But like we're also like outside. We're yeah. at the concession stand. We're in a lot of places. Yeah. 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 But but it's all about the movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, I like that. I like that a lot. Oh uh, man. Yeah. But it didn't give me a ton of like huge laughs like I've had. It, it, you know, I, I certainly liked things about it, like the running gas of them all describing each other uh but like i didn't have any huge laugh out loud moments but i loved i this was an enjoyable episode yeah good episode i I liked it yeah all right what's coming up uh well do we want to open newman's mail sack sack. yes all right and i i want to give an apology to all these people who left uh written reviews and five-star ratings on apple podcasts (laughs) uh that i just never read out yeah Uh, we, we read out like the first ones whenever we got them and I subscribe to this service uh, that just sends me an email whenever we have new reviews. Yeah. And for six months now, it Nothing. has sent me the report of no new reviews. Garbage. So I might need to like log out and log back in right. and see what's up with it. But Espo354, five-star rating and a written review. Cool. December 29th, 2018, <laughs> my new favorite podcast. Huh. In an age where there seems to be a podcast for everything, these two hosts have filled a gap I never realized existed. This has become my new favorite podcast, and I am rapidly listening to all of them. Nice. Any true Seinfeld fan needs to listen to this. Uh, cool. We got one from Tam- uh, Tamara56 on May 29th. One of the greatest Seinfeld podcasts. I love Seinfeld, and when I first down when I first discovered podcasts, I went straight to Seinfeld themed podcast. I came across a bunch, but this one and another stood out the most. Hmm. Love the podcast. The hosts are hilarious. Thanks. Thank you, Tamara fifty six and Xanadu Wanderer. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I think Zan yeah Xanadu Wanderer from June second. 
uh, says, It's refreshing. I love watching Seinfeld. Then immediately after listening to their episode, they certainly do their homework and pick up on many things I miss, even on my fifth or sixth rewatch. A oh, great show. Cool. I like how he says, Yeah, they definitely do their homework. <laughs> we do it, yeah, afterwards. Th- thank you, Xanadu Wanderer. You are giving us a lot of credit that we probably don't deserve. <laughs> yeah, we do our homework after the show. We do, but not before the show. We don't do a ton before. But uh, all right. Well, those are awesome. Thanks, oh, for, thanks for doing man. that. Man, appreciate it. Yeah, once we once we get them made and purchased we will send you guys no hugging to learning stickers when we uh when we get them i don't know <laughs> one man. day what one of these days <laughs> we're a year old and we're the still d- saying this the day after i die the day That's after you die <laughs> after we'll the show it. is done yeah. like, hey remember this show <laughs> uh next week we've got season four episode 14 the visa Original air dates, uh, January 27th, 1993. And if you're looking in TV Guide that night, you're going to see a deportee, parenthetical, Brian George blames helpful Jerry, semicolon, Kramer returns from baseball fantasy camp. Oh, my gosh. First of all, that sounds hilarious that Kramer <laughs> went to a baseball fantasy camp. And if I'm not mistaken, Brian George is Babu Bhatt. I think this is a Babu Bot episode. The return of Babu Bot. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, Why did yeah. they just say Babu Bot? Because we know Babu Bot yeah, from before. <laughs> because Brian George is the actor's name. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Guest Brian George, I think, I, if I'm not mistaken. I could be <laughs> wrong about that, but we'll see. We'll see you next week, right? For No Hugging, No Learning, I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Hallwell. Be good. Be good.